containers are our only hope. <laughs> Traditional gender roles provided those containers for us to the previous generations. Men do this, women do this. That's it. Simple. Obviously, there's still conflict and all of that anyway. Those traditional gender role structures are no more for a lot of us. There's still some people who live in that model. There's a lot of people in the world who live in that model. And if you like that model, awesome. But if you don't live in that model, those rules don't apply to you. And if you don't have some new rules, your relationship is going to suck ass and you're not going to know why. It's going to feel like shit and you're not going to know why. You're just going to be frustrated because there's no clarity to the containers. So you have to bring a new set of rules. It's required for you to thrive in modern relationship. You have to. That's why we named three ways of relating. It's a simplification of how you and your partner can be relating. You're either in alpha or omega. And you're either in opposites or the same at the same time. That's it. It can only be three possible ways and that's happening every moment of every day. What it sounds to me like is alpha alpha might be on autopilot running the show for both of you. And there can be a time in our relationships where we just like that alpha-alpha dynamic. We don't want to put a governor or container on it. We're just enjoying it. Let's just fucking go and run and be badass business partners and badass parents. And if our intimate lives suffer or this suffers or we both start feeling dry and we're not getting nourished by the relationship, we go to massage therapists instead and that seems to scratch that itch and we're happy. That's okay. You can choose that. But what's important is you're choosing it consciously. The problem is when it's unconscious and you don't want, actually want that. It's just habitual. So what London and I have done is our way of relating, our primary way of relating is polarity. Polarity is the home base. We work in alpha, alpha a lot. Like when we wrote our book, that was the most probably intensive demonstration of our alpha energies colliding. <clears throat> and we had zero G chairs that you would fold out and put in front of the television set and we'd sit in those chairs for about 12 hours and work on the book, you know, days and days and days and days and days. And we'd be in polarity and they're like, okay, are you ready to do this? I don't know, all right, we're gonna go, all right. And we strap in like fighter pilots, we get into these chairs and it's alpha, alpha, and I just know there's nothing happening below here. <laughs> and we're going to fight. <laughs> and I'll be like, that sucks. No, that's great. That sucks. Ba -ba 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 -ba. And we just go head to head. And we know we're going head to head. We opted in. We're, we're sacrificing the polarity dynamic for the sake of something that is purposeful for both of us. That compromise we love. We make that compromise for this to be here. I need her in Alpha to help me design what we're doing here. I can't have her out in space. She's half of this, right? 
She has to be an alpha to do this. She has the agility to flow back and forth as she teaches, right? So we are very mindful of when we're in what. And when we go into alpha, alpha, there is a clear, okay, you ready to enter into that? Example is this. Hey, I got to ask you a work question. Can I ask you? No, not right now. You can ask me in five minutes. So you give that person a time when it is appropriate to ask. The way our relationships are destroyed is you go into the kitchen, you say, hey, did you do that work thing? Now I'm in work mode and I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, fuck, now I'm thinking about the 20 other problems that happen related to work. And it's automatic. And if we're unconscious, that's just, we just think that's the way life is, but it's not true. That's just when we're in that alpha orientation, all of that shit just pops right back into the mind. You don't need to go there, right? You can wake up, you can have your phone on silent, you can have a morning, you could see your woman. This is our ritual. I wake up, I don't look at the fucking phone, not allowed. No one else is allowed in our bedroom. And that just means you can't text someone in our bedroom. Because if you text someone, they're a thought form, that person's now in your bed. That person who you read the email about, they're in your bedroom. You hang up the phone, you're laying there in your psychic field, that person's there. How can I possibly make love to her with that thought form in my room? So that's not allowed in our bedroom, right? I wake up, it's polarity for us. She goes and she starts taking care of the baby. I come out, I get to see my baby, my girl, she's nursing, all of this. And it's polarized. I just get to be fucking dad. And those first two hours of my life are precious. No one's allowed to fucking do business with me in those two hours. That's this. That's time with daughter. And that's my priority. Second I get back though, certain time, that clock hits. Okay, it's fucking alpha mode. I know what needs to happen. This is going to suck. Here we go. And once I go in that mode, she knows I'm in that mode. And sometimes she needs to come in that mode too, and sometimes she doesn't. And when I'm in that mode and she's not, we'll distance ourselves physically so we're not in the same space. We live on the same property, we work from home, but I'm not inhabiting the same spaces as her during that time. I go into work mode. If I come back down into the house, I will not speak about work with her at all, even if it has to do with her. I will not talk work. But if I'm an alpha and she's an omega, I'll be in the house and I'll do some of the practices that you guys have been experiencing here. Because I'm an alpha and she's already an omega. I can use that easily to just create polarity. I'm still in work mode though, right? But I'm not talking work. I'm not giving her work. I'm giving her fucking alpha. And then I leave and I go back in my cave and back into, you know, that rat brain thing. So before I go any further, I just wanted to lay out a really personal experience on how I navigate this terrain. But I want to see if you have any questions to clarify on how you could apply this to your own life. That's really helpful. Thank you. Um, yeah, I get the like carving out time and space for for each mode of relating. Um, I guess is, is there ever, I imagine there is, but uh, modes where you're working together but in polarity. 
because I think one of the times that, that we clash is when we're, we're creating together Alpha Alpha and then we go into to teaching mode or presenting and, and shifting more into polarity. Um, and I think that, that switch is just clunky and we, we expect it to be one way but we're still stuck in Alpha Alpha. In polarity while we're working together? As in more in teaching well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> what's your experience of this? What's happening right now in front of the room? Because you're teachers together, right? Men and women teachers, and you teach a group similar to this environment. So, like, what's, what's your experience of what's happening here? Is this like a model or example of what you're asking you would want, or is this not what you want? Just so I understand. Yeah, I guess, so there's different flavors because I don't see you guys duking it out like you're saying for writing the book. Right. There's, like you have different flavors. Yeah. And, like it's not full polarity, but it seems like there's more, there's more role that you're in. Mm -hmm. Can I speak to that? This doesn't feel like polarity to me. Um, there's something beyond polarity that we do that I think you're noticing. We have a commitment to be on the same team, no matter what we're doing. I think you're seeing same team. Because if you saw polarity, it looks pretty different than this. I mean, I feel like real alpha right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Can't wait to go home and like feel good again. Um, <laughs> um, but I think what you're witnessing is more same team. And this is like an override, overriding principle that we live. And it was interesting. We even had like a little discussion about what we were going to do next. And we got into a little like... Mm. And then Justin goes, same team? And I'm like, same team. <laughs> that literally happened like this weekend. And, and we, it was just our code word for, I got your back, you got my back, and we are a, a unit. Like, we do life together. You know, like, same team. And that's a mentality that long-term relationship couples can have or not have. And it's a slippery slope when you get on the wrong team. <laughs> so I think that's what you're witnessing. And then that also makes the shift with the polarity a lot easier because the trust isn't broken. So like it's more of an alpha, alpha to alpha, omega shift than like a reestablishing of the trust. Like, I don't feel like you got my back. You don't feel like I got your back. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of one of the worst things can happen to a couple. And so what that takes is the surrender aspect, even if you're in any one of the three ways of relating. And it's more about surrendering the tension the fight for separateness. 
When he went same team, I had to give up some part of me that was like building a story of separation. I had to soften something and not feel like my survival was at stake. And we really feel that way around parenting too because, you know, you've got maybe different ideas of like every fucking week there's like a new challenge. Like the kid develops a new ability that you're like, oh my God, new, new parenting quotient, you know? And we really try and stay on the same team with the parenting. And sometimes the same team requires very non-polarized uh, talking. You know, like, okay, she's acting out like this. Like, you know, she's gotten to this thing where she just loved to drop stuff off the high chair and watch me pick <laughs> it up, you know? And I was about to commit suicide, you know what I mean? Like, fuck this shit, you know? So we had to have an agreement. And like, you know, if, if I don't allow it, but he does, it doesn't happen. So we had, you know, we had to have like a sit down, all right, this is enough, enough is enough. Now we're gonna have a rule. If you drop something about off the high chair, oh, too bad, it lives on the floor. That's what happens when you drop something. You know, and then we like created solidarity, same team. Now we both do it. She eliminated it, by the way, she eliminated it in 48 hours. She was like, oh my God, if I love this thing, I don't wanna just like, you know what I mean, do that. Um, like the test gravity thing ended quick. <laughs> So there's like also levels of partnership that you, you actually go into non-polarity. You have like a discussion, like a board meeting, you know? Same team stuff. Mm -hmm. One of the best things to always remember is polarity's not special. When you're dating, it feels like it is because you don't have polarity, you don't have polarity, and you meet that one person that like electrocutes your genitals and you think like this is special. They just happen to be the exact physics that is the opposite of you in that moment on levels that your cognitive brain can't understand. But when you understand that polarity is not special, when it's not there, you don't have to take it seriously. I remember we went through that book thing and we were like, seriously, we were so not polarized. It's unbelievable that we got pregnant during that time. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I remember this one moment polarity came back like, I don't remember when in the process, but we just brought it back. And I remember Justin actually sighed a sigh of relief and he was like, oh my God, thank God I thought my life was over. <laughs> like he thought he had completely lost attraction to me forever. Do you remember that? For sure. I... <laughs> <clears throat> when polarity's absent from our relationship, we wrote a fucking book on how to reestablish polarity. <laughs> And, and when you feel absence of polarity, you're fucking convinced in the most primal way, this is over. I don't know how to bring this, this like, we've gone through this process thousands of times, right? But that feeling is so primal that when you feel it, you're fucking convinced this shit is done. Like, I, it blew me away. And you know, the, our relationship is, I'll fucking tell her that straight up. And I'll be like, this is fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. You know, this is crazy. 
I can't even believe it. But when we bring that to this space and the two of us are just willing to show up to that, that's it. And then suddenly you're having passionate, wild love making, like I'm sure a lot of you have already experienced here in this workshop. Just this charge fucking comes back through your bodies. And you can create that anytime you want. But we have to realize it's not fixed. It's not dependent upon an age or a status or a body type or a time frame. Ten minutes, you know. But it's something we can conjure, we can create, so long as we're sitting in front of someone who just wants to try. I always say to everyone who works here, the hardest part is showing up. If you can show up, you've already done 80% of the work. But it's, it's really hard to show up. It's really hard to sit with a straight spine. It's really hard not to scratch your itches. It's really hard to move your cauldron. It's really hard to show your heart and give your true feelings voice. Really hard. And that's why very few people do it. It's really hard to hear when he tells me he's not attracted to me. But that, to me, feels like same team because he's giving me the opportunity to be his woman. He's not just like avoiding that difficult conversation and off outsourcing it, right? That, to me, is same team. When he tells me that stuff, it stings, but I'm like, thank you. Like, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come back to be your queen. And the technology we've given you guys, whether you're learning how to be better teachers together on the same team, you say, what I would need is. And whether you need something sexually, you say, what I would need is. So London said, if I go out in the world and I feel I'm missing something and I see it somewhere, I will come back and I will say, what I would need is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I can only imagine where that came from. <laughs> Same team. <laughs> but that honesty, that real raw honesty, is what has kept this thing smoldering through an unbelievable number of obstacles, you know? What's beyond the itch? So if I just believed that, oh, that's the itch and that's what's going to scratch it, and I just fell for that, my life would look way fucking different. This would be impossible, impossible, impossible. Even if I just believed it, I didn't even have to do anything about it, but just believing that that can scratch my itch and not here, this can't go any deeper. It can't. I needed to go through a radical fucking process of saying, babe, I'm fucking itchy. I am so fucking itchy, it's crazy. One time he said to me, I'm starving. And I was like, oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> he literally said, I'm starving. And I was, I was like, got it. And then we, you know, we, 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 the truth of it reveals, like he's got his part, I've got my part. There were reasons why he was starving. I was shutting down. It was, you know, post-miscarriage, past the grief stage got stuck in the momentum of 
closure. You know, so same team. I was like, hey, that's what's here. And then we start to into it. Generosity everywhere. The same kind of generosity we're speaking to. Like, I'm fucked up. I'm going to just like not try and get this right, but just try and find some element of this. He gives me the generosity of waiting for it, giving me tons of time to find it, giving me encouragement when there's a flicker of it. <laughs> and whatever she brings, whatever she brings, yes, more. Yes, more. And then I see that quality in her. She feels that quality in her. And then I realize, holy fuck, my woman is that energy. And I love her. <laughs> and that woman's that energy too, but that would be horrible. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> but I can have all of that through her because she is all of that. And the gift that I give is I see that in her for her. I see her as the totality of every flavor I could possibly want. And then I show up with that truth, and together we find it with patience, with presence, with sensitivity. And the result is profound fulfillment. The result is being met in those depths beyond the surface. This relationship has nothing to do with our surfaces. Nothing. We do all of this in the subtle layers. Because that's where it really starts to penetrate. Something starts to awaken. And the result for me is, you know, I'm 48, but I don't feel like it. Because he just constantly helps me re refine, like, the exuberance of my original self. You know, like, it's been such a gift. I, if I wasn't with a man like this, I think I would feel a lot older than I do. Like he just won't buy into this idea that I'm just a crone. You know what I mean? He he brings out all of me, and then I just sometimes I look at like the wrinkles on my face, and I can't believe them. You know? It's a real gift to be able to feel that divine feminine surging in my life. But he's also very generous. You know, he didn't do this to me when we had a three-month-old. Not realistic, you know. He wasn't expecting me to, like, bust a move when I was only sleeping for two hours at a time. And we keep the long-range picture. Mm -hmm. We're very generous with each other. Mm -hmm. Same team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> To learn more about the Yoga of Intimacy and participate in upcoming workshops with London Angel Winters and Justin Patrick Pierce, visit wearesacred.org. <laughs>